0: Hi, Peter Balker here welcome to today's edition of The Transition Guide. Joining me today is Tamzin Woolley Barker. Hi. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Now, Tamzin is the author of a book called Teaming yes. and was our keynote speaker last year in New Orleans. So tell us about Teaming. How did Teaming actually happen?
1: Well, I mean, by, by training, by education, I'm a, uh, an evolutionary biologist, an anthropologist. So I was studying human evolution, and studying primate evolution, and so I was working following baboons in Africa, basically, um, and it was these two different species of baboons with totally different social structures, and the rate of evolution was different in those two species. So I was like, hmm, what is it about their organization that makes change happen quickly? So, fast forward, I end up, you know, executive coaching and working in leadership with all these companies, and I kept seeing the same patterns, you know, I mean, CEO is baboon. I
0: was about to say, there's quite a lot of similarities, really. There
1: really were, and, um, but I started seeing, you know, how could we make change more quickly, um, and I could see that that innovation structure would work in company as well.
0: Okay. So, tell us about the book. How does the how does the book help businesses?
1: Right, so um, you know, it, it started, I, I started a blog and I was like seeing these patterns, these deep patterns and I really you know went into depth on it um, and what I found was that there's five broad patterns and 12 simple roles and that these super organisms use. So these are structures, these are species where they're very social, so ants, honeybees, um, where everyone has a different job and they can't do what they need to do alone. They need everyone, just like a company. So I thought, mm, this has already been solved. You know, here we are living in this complex world where, you know, something happens over here and it has an unexpected effect over there. Well, these guys have evolved with that for hundreds of millions of years, so they've already solved it. So I thought, mm, let's dive into those deep patterns try to distill them and see if we can apply them to companies. And so that's really what the book is about.
0: And what work do you do with teams?
1: Uh, I have a company called Team Innovation Group, and it works. We do consulting, we do workshops, we work with entrepreneurs, executives, um, and any kind of change makers that want to see rapid change.
0: So why do you think we complicate things so much?
1: (laughs) Oh, people are... Just complicated that way. Just we have so many. You know, we really accomplish the same things that ants do, but we do it with a different, uh, different processes. You know, we use empathy and deception and dominance and all these other kinds of um, social things, embarrassment. You we know, do we have these at play, but the ants really just leave pheromone trails and act on them. But functionally, it's the same. It's the same kind of things.
0: So how do you help the companies overcome this? Because there's a lot of interplay here, really, isn't right. there? I mean, you've got the, you've got the ego states, got people people not being able to let go.
1: <laughs> so we work, um, it's really this kind of rippling outward model where you're starting with the individual. You know, how can I be more open, more um, flexible of myself and take into account what other people are thinking and those kind of skills, you know. Um, but then the team and then the organization, and then the wider world, and your community, and how can those little ripple effects add up? So we're looking at it on all different scales. Uh, But what we found is that ants and honeybees, they work in these little teams of three. So one of them is always a leader, and two of them are workers. And so it's a modular structure, so they can scale up effortlessly, effortlessly where they fish and infuse in these modular groups. Um,
0: But that's very different to the current sort of hierarchical structure that businesses have.
1: Absolutely, because what they do, I mean, if you think about it, 30% of our payroll is spent on the management structure. Mm -hmm. So the more you scale up, the bigger that cost gets. They don't do any of that. What they do is distribute that administration so that each team contains it. So it's distributed, um, so they don't have any of those costs, and it allows them to be a lot more flexible uh, and and modular so without it, those costs.
0: So I, I would always have the question asked of me, but that's all well, well and good. Who manages the teams?
1: The teams do, yeah. So it's really it's like a self organization structure, you know, like they have Zappos or Cortex. Um,
0: and how does that work at Zappos? Because I must have been back at Zappos back in 2015, or it was mm, 2016, issues. and that's when they just moved over to this yeah. new system, Yes, and it was actually interesting to watch. It was like the honeybees were a little bit suicidal, and they didn't know what they were doing. Right. How did Zappos overcome that?
1: Well, I think what's uh, my understanding of what's happened there is that when they put that into place, you know, a lot of the managers, those middle people... Um, had difficulty changing their role, and they had difficulty letting go of that control. But the ones that stayed and did it, uh, so I think they lost like thirty percent of their workforce,
0: which is very finished. unusual. F-
1: yeah, traumatic, really, for the company. But um, I think now, fast forward, and they're really pretty flexible and agile, and I think it's been a success.
0: But how have they the, that way, now how have they got the people to step out because that's probably one of the biggest challenges. entrepreneurs always say it's okay fair enough they've got people in their business that just want to step up and that's why they need managing
1: right and so this uh process what the ants do is mutual accountability so you know a lot of the ants are crummy workers and that's fine maybe 40 percent of them don't do anything really they just wait for a need um and that's okay they still collectively achieve their goals but in these you know when we use the teaming model we distribute the accountability so you know hey why are you doing that you know our team has a purpose the purpose keeps them very oriented and they check each other
0: and you find that people are now open for that check-in
1: yeah i mean it's definitely a cultural shift to get there because you have to really become like a ceo yourself you know you have to take that on so that means your purpose and your values and your vision have to be really compelling for people to take that on themselves. now
0: you know when we move to this modular structure you've seen companies move to this modular structure ones that you work with what's the attrition rate like well, of people
1: yeah I mean you get a lot of those middle managers are um, unsettled because they're they need that control um, but if so you have to do a certain amount of training and a lot of innovation training training around um being able to show up authentically being able to be vulnerable being able to um take that ownership not everybody has it in them
0: no and i can imagine the vulnerability being an interesting thing to bring to the uk
1: yeah yeah
0: especially with them being as reserved as they are
1: yeah yeah so you know it remains to be seen how well this um translates but um so far it's been
0: have you seen it, I mean, you work with companies across the globe, have other cultures adopted to the whole sort of?
1: Yes, um, I mean, I, I, there's in the Netherlands, like Boardsorg is using a model that's very similar to this. <clears throat> in fact, it pretty much maps right on to what an ant would do, where they're working in these teams and they're very self-organized and um, with mutual accountability within the teams, but they have this strong purpose and the thing is, after that first wave where everybody leaves, they don't get it. You get people staying really long because they like being part of that really high performance team.
0: They probably like being, maybe a lot of them, they're my little CEO.
1: Right. And also, you know, so you stay on that team and your relationships with each other become really important because you got to show up again the next day. So that's the, that's the root of the, that accountability.
0: And have you seen that, have you seen a sort of speeding up and scaling of those businesses?
1: Yes, um, Burt's zorg has gone from, they started with 70 nurses, and it's a, it's a, a, a um, healthcare care um, for nursing homes. But, um, and now they're at 14,000. So in seven years, they went from 70 nurses to 14,000 nurses because the nurses started jumping ship from the traditional providers, uh, and they don't leave. And they get 400 applications a week.
0: Really? Now, and you've got none of that middle management right, costs? Right, none.
1: They have uh, 30 um, people in headquarters.
0: Have you seen a reduction in the politics within the organization?
1: Right, because so you the way they work is anything that anyone proposes or wants to try, if there's no objections and anyone affected by it, you can go ahead and do it. So it's not, do you think it's a good idea, it's not consensus, it's do you object.
0: Okay, uh, that's a different way of looking yes. at it. Yes, and
1: so you make lots of small decisions and you course correct. Well, if the next person says, well, I got an even better idea, then you just change to that and that's a, a much more organic, um, flexible And you're using, way. The,
0: you're using the collective intelligence of the group.
1: Exactly. As
0: opposed to an individual way of thinking.
1: Yeah, and it's a lot like the Stanley McChrystal team of teams model too. Hmm. In fact, it's really similar. He was it? He independently came up with Nature's solution, basically.
0: Well, there's no coincidence there.
1: Right.
0: Have you seen the profitability within the companies that have adopted this approach?
1: Right. So, yes, and it's really stunning the margins because I know like Sun Hydraulics has this model, and um, there's a company called Favi that's a manufacturer, Bordzorg, but their margins are like 30, 35.
0: That's unheard of. Uh, it's normally, it's
1: incredible. It's like Silicon Valley levels, um, and these are manufacturing companies.
0: That's even more incredible yeah. because normally manufacturing companies always bitch and moan about the fact they can't make money.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty um, crazy when you when you um, when you look at it. And Sorry. the Gore Tex, you know, has been using that model since the fifties, and uh, they're still around.
0: And they're doing well. So, if people want to know more about what you do and how you do it. Where should they go?
1: Uh, well, you can read my book, which is Teaming, uh, with two E's, and you can go to my website, which is uh, teaminnovationgroup.com, and um, uh, we've got some courses. We're going to have courses through the Growth Institute. Which um, yeah, And, um, you know, you're welcome to reach out. Any kind of consulting you need, any kind of guidance, I'm happy to help.
0: Well, thank you very much for coming today. Thank you. If anything, we discussed. Today we're talking about more agile working, more sort of modular way of working actually and you're interested in how to explore that further or you've got any questions, head over to balka.com and get in touch and remember failing to learn is learning to fail.